How we doing? Round one of the 2021 NFL Draft is over. The Giants pick has been made. The Giants trade has been executed. And Giant fans are in a good mood overall. What's going on everybody? It's Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network coming to you live at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday with episode 70 of the Wide Ride Podcast. And boy, what a first round it was. Trey Lance to the Niners. Chicago swapping picks with the Giants. Mac Jones to the Patriots. Guess the whole Mac Jones to San Francisco at number three wasn't exactly real at all. The night was full of surprises, cheers, and boos as it always is. But the big news that we're going to be talking about is that Giants trade with the Bears. And it all started at number 10 overall. Eagles swapped swapped picks with the Cowboys. Eagles moved from number 12 to number 10 overall, jumping the Giants who were originally at number 11 overall. And when that happened, when that move went down, when that trade was reported on Twitter prior to it being shown on television, I, along with likely everyone else, said Giants, Dave Gettleman, trade back immediately. Trade back. Do what you can. Now. And and they did. The trade was executed. And I didn't think they were going to get the haul that they did. But boy, Gettleman surely didn't get fleeced here. Chicago moves up to number 11 overall from number 20 to get Justin Fields. Made sense. I didn't think that Chicago wanted to go into the 2021 season with just Andy Dalton at quarterback. I didn't buy too much into the whole QB1 tweet from a month ago that had Andy Dalton's um, photoshopped picture in a Bears uniform. I didn't buy into that. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't buy into it either. I thought Chicago would still somehow be in the quarterback market and they w- and the Bears were. Okay? So Bears move up to number 11, get Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Giants move back to number 20. They get that pick. They get a fifth rounder this year, number 164 overall, and next year they get the Bears' first and fourth round picks. That is a haul. To move back to number 20, if you could still get a guy on your board that you like at number 20 while getting a first round pick, a fourth round pick, and a and a fifth round pick in the deal, you do it. Gettleman could not say no. This is a haul. And it is so spectacular the Giants were able to pull this off. What a way for Gettleman to trade back in the draft for the first time in his career as a general manager. And then at number 20, the Giants draft Kadarius Toney, Florida wide receiver. Some have him go- some had him going in the second round, but Kadarius Toney at number 20 was not a reach whatsoever. 
Kadarius Tony is one of the more talented and underrated receivers in this draft. Him, Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, all these guys, extremely talented, extremely underrated. But when you look at Tony and you look at his speed, his athleticism, his versatility, he puts together all the on-field qualities that make a dominant slot receiver in this league and a dominant player on Joe Judge's roster. Remember, Joe Judge loves versatility. He preaches versatility. He loves players who could be multifaceted. And that's what Kadarius Tony is. He's multifaceted. Not to mention, he has another weapon for Daniel Jones. He can return kicks and punts. And receiver sweeps are an option given the speed. He will play in the slot for the majority of the time he is on the field, most likely. And the Giants will look to utilize him in a number of ways. He's going to be valuable. He's got a ton of upside, given these qualities. And the fact that the Giants were able to acquire a player like that, while getting three picks, including a first-rounder, in the process, is unbelievable. You can knock Dave Gettleman for anything you want. You can criticize him for signing Jonathan Stewart at the end of his career. You could criticize him for trading away Odell Beckham. You could criticize him for drafting Saquon Barkley number two overall when they had an aging quarterback on the roster. In a 2018 draft that had Josh Allen and Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson all available at number two. You could criticize Gettleman for all you want. But this move is spectacular. Not many people thought he would trade back. He never did. He never did in eight drafts leading up to last night. Gettleman never traded back. The first time he trades back, it is a move and a half. Three picks they got. And they still got a highly talented receiver in Kadarius Toney. Darius Tony, who will be another weapon on this offense to provide help for Daniel Jones. Spectacular move. I, I'm so excited for the idea of Tony, Kenny Galladay, who truly fills the role of a number one receiver, John Ross, who is the fastest player ever. I mean, he had the fastest 40, did he not? 4.22, right? A couple years ago, first round pick, 2017. Those three guys, hopefully Darius Slayton uh, has a better year than he did last year. Hopefully he returns to his 2019 rookie year form. Is that reliable deep ball threat? And hopefully Sterling Shepard steps up as well. I'm excited for it. And I'll tell you right now, Daniel Jones has no more excuses. None. When you look at the offensive weapons this team has... When you look at the fact that Saquon Barkley is on track reportedly to return from his ACL tear and be ready at the start of the season. When you look at the fact that he's entering the second season with the same offensive coordinator for the first time in his career. Remember that from year one to year two, it went from Pat Shermer to as the play caller, not the offensive coordinator, obviously, but as the offensive play caller to Jason Garrett as the offensive play caller. Now Jones is entering his second straight season with Garrett. That. The developing offensive line. The offensive weapons. Kyle Rudolph's another name they added in free agency. 
Daniel Jones doesn't have any excuses. The defense is better and is expected to take pressure off of him. Same coaching staff, second year in a row. He's got no excuses. This has got to be the year Daniel Jones makes that leap and makes that significant on-field improvement and develops efficiently and effectively. If that doesn't happen, Giants could very well be in the quarterback market next year. They're impatient. They haven't made the playoffs since 2016. They want to get this thing going. John Mara is sick and tired of every single season at the end of year press conference, him saying that they're on the right track. You got to be patient or, you know, at least some sort of variation of that. He's tired of trying to convince fans that they're on the right track and on the right direction. They got to win games. Daniel Jones has got to step up. And if he can't do that this year, then he's gone. Last couple years, you could argue, you know, Jones didn't have the consistent slate of weapons. You know, Golden Tate wasn't great. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton weren't always consistent. Saquon Barkley had an, um, missed a couple games in 2019, and that ankle injury basically slowed him down for the entire year that year. And then he had the ACL tear last year in week two. Um, bad offensive line for 2019 and parts of 2020. Bad defense in 2019. Everything's coming together. For Daniel Jones. He's got to step up. No more excuses. And the Giants made a great move last night by getting him another weapon. He needed one. He needed one. So tonight should be interesting. Friday night, uh, the day two of the NFL draft, rounds two and three. Uh, I'm not going to go completely in depth on what they should do. Because at this point, you know, it, it, it's obvious. They got to go defense. They got to, you know, I, I would say rounds two and three, edge rusher in the, uh, in the second round, I pick number 42 if they stay there. Unless Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is available at number 42 somehow. He's arguably the best player still available on the board. If he somehow falls to number 42, Giants got to take him. If not, there are a couple edge rushers that could still be available. Um, not could, will still be available. This edge rusher class is deep. Oklahoma's Ronnie Perkins is a name. So is Aziz Azulare out of Georgia. Carlos Bassam Jr. out of Wake Forest uh, is another name. So I, I think edge rusher, if not Ousu Koromoa, should be the pick at number 42. And then at 76 in the third round, Giants got to go guard. They got to get an offensive lineman, an, an interior offensive line ex- lineman, excuse me. Um, because you don't know who's going to be starting at one of the two guard spots. Well, obviously Shane Lemieux is going to retain his starting job at one of the two guard spots, but the other spot, we don't know the long-term answer. Will Hernandez, we have, there's a lot of uncertainties surrounding him. He had a good rookie year in 2018. The last couple of years, he's been a little shaky. The Giants did sign veteran Zach Fulton, who previously played for Houston. They signed him to a one-year deal, but we don't know if he's a long-term answer either. They need to get a guy like Josh Myers out of Ohio State or Deontay Brown out of Alabama, if either are if either is available, have him develop as a reserve interior offensive lineman initially, and then later on as he develops, hopefully he becomes a starter and eventually a long-term starter. That would be the plan if they were to draft an interior offensive lineman in the third round. So 
Yeah, I like edge rusher in the second round. I like interior offensive lineman in the third round. And then later on, you got to... Um, I think you got to focus on defense. You know, I, Gettleman's trend... The trends that Gettleman, I guess, follows in the NFL draft point towards him focusing on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line for the most part. I mean, last year, they had 10 picks. Seven were defense, three were offensive line. So he's going to draft... For he's going to draft defensive backfield depth. He's going to draft line, go for linebacking depth. Um, probably a defensive uh, a down lineman, defensive lineman, and he's going to go for offensive line depth. That's what that's what he's what he's going to do with the two picks tonight, and now the four picks on Saturday because now they have the Bears fifth round pick this year as well as their original fourth round pick and their original pair of sixth round picks. I say he gets a defensive back uh, or two late in the draft. And uh, other than that, you know, an edge rusher, as I said, interior offensive lineman, maybe a reserve tackle, because who knows what the future holds for Nate Solder. And uh, yeah, expect them to go defense and offensive line. That's the bottom line. That's what I think they will do. But as I said earlier, multiple times, great move by Gettleman last night, getting the three picks and a guy like Tony. I think Tony's going to be fantastic. I really do. I was so high on him uh, for, I've been so high on him for a while now. I I wanted the Giants to trade back and get him for a while now, so I'm I'm excited for Tony. I I think I think he's going to be a tremendous weapon for Daniel Jones and this offensive unit as a whole, and um I, I'm I'm hoping it pans out, but I think it will. But all right, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 70 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter for your Giants draft coverage and your general Giants coverage. At Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, talk to you guys soon. <laughs>